Yeah, well, okay, I was thinking of uh Alex, are you do you know the region of Italy called uh, like South Tyrol, Südtirol? It's like um it's like a prominently German speaking area of Italy. You know, this happens a lot in Europe like whatever the boundaries are drawn and you know, something gets cut off and they're like way up in the in the mountains in the Alps. And they're like hugely like we want to secede from Italy and I don't know, rejoin Austria or Germany or just do something, I don't know. And like but nothing happens with it that they just state this and they do what they want up there and i just like, I, i've become Austria and italy nearly went to war this year because austria was like we should just give them all austrian passports and italy was just like fuck off yeah That's it's the a twist this year needs <laughs> it would be a throwback right austria and italy going to war it's like World War One throwback, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but instead of like everybody joining in due to military alliances, we just watch and have it all on TikTok or whatever. <laughs> no one feels invested to follow up on that. But And then there's like a bunch of Austrian troops in Italy doing the Macarena, and you're like, this isn't right. <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> there should be a war. <laughs> um, so, no, I was just imagining like it's the Euro version because like they're Italian. Come on, you live in Italy. Get over it. And like, so I'm just imagining it's like the European version of that Dave Chappelle, Clayton Bixby sketch where he's the, the, the blind black guy in the KKK. And they're just all really Italian. Cause I'm a, come on, it's, it's Italy. Like everyone in Italy is like, you know, they're doing Italian stuff. Fucking yeah, and you just have this little group where like, no, no, we're Italian German. Stuff. We're German. Really? <laughs> and they just get really like really offended if, if you try to say that they're Italian. I keep, I hate keep eight like i hate when i keep eating all these like fresh tomatoes and bruschetta and pizza and stuff why why can't i just have like boiled potatoes and sausage like god intended <laughs> that's what freedom is <laughs> i hate this italian food yeah my uh, my name is uh, giuseppe riefenstahl i come from zutiro and i want to unify with greater germania if if you call me an italian i will i will write to my to to our leader uh, adolf hitler we think he's. Uh, we haven't gotten the mail in ninety years, but we're sure that his 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 war against the Jewish Bolsheviks is going well. <laughs> we are very far in the Alps. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! This is your weekly corner, Spatey. Uh, introducing you in is uh, is Kieran. We've got most of the gang here. Uh, Yulia's off um, spreading coronavirus in the great nation of Croatia, I guess. Um, so today we have Nick Hi. and Rob. Good evening. And special guest from Balling Out Super and Pod Dev America, we have Alex Patak. Say hello, Alex. Hi, thanks for having me. I've never had coronavirus. Never going to get it. <laughs> that's the fucking spirit right yeah, there. Yeah, that, that's, you know, that's, that's that can-do attitude. The actual, the, the actual vaccine is just doing the secret to coronavirus. <laughs> if you just... But you just demand the universe doesn't give it to you. You don't get it. Um, have you? By the way, I know that that this has been news in Germany, mm. but um, I'm wondering if Alex is aware of the uh, the in German the word is the Corona Leugner Demos, which is the people who deny that coronavirus exists. Oh, yeah, they, those they're they, now yeah. not allowed to demonstrate anymore, which is pretty funny. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, there was like what, like a fifth, like. 5,000 strong person march yeah. in Berlin. This is a coronavirus. Wait, I, this is I thought probably it was... obvious to the rest of us, but that is one long word, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Corona-leugner protest or whatever the fuck the word yeah. is. It's, we it's, need it's to, like... 
That that level of just like vocabulary invention is just so powerful and useful. Can, can, do, can do attitude, something that the fucking U.S. lacks. <laughs> I, th- I thought this is that, why th- we're all dying a thousand of us a day because it takes <laughs> us three full words to even address what the problem is. Oh god, yeah. Wait, but I thought maybe I haven't kept up with the news. I thought they overturned the ban, so now they can demonstrate again. Oh, what is that new? Yeah, yeah. I'm reading right now. What did they, they do overturned... to get the goodwill back? The ban on the demonstration against the corona policy plan for Saturday has been lifted by the Berlin Administrative Court. Oh, yo, what the fuck? There are, however, right. strict requirements for keeping the minimum distance. So, watch out. They can't decide if they uh, think corona is bad or not. Yeah. <laughs> they have to wait till yeah. after the protest to hear both sides. I think I think you have to to understand the terrifying energy of like coronavirus deniers in this country. The first time this protest happened, um, it was people like meditating mm. with a copy of the German Constitution. Mm. Mm. That's the that's the kind of people we have. They're like your cool friends, like '60s hippie mom, but they're like really racist. anti-vaxxer and racist. Yeah, it takes ignorance to the magical realm. Mm. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like evil Marianne Williams, and that's it. That's probably it. Uh, oh, absolutely. I yeah. Think about that. Yeah. I don't know. It is but. dumber, but it is also somehow more respectable than the American anti-corona uh, uh, parades, which are mostly, from what I've seen on the news, just parties. Like people just can't stop <laughs> touching each other. Hey, you know it's fucking twenty twenty party rock anthem all day every day. <laughs> it's people <laughs> literally taking the idea, just like I will die, and I would like to. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway. Um. All right. So today we are talking about the man, the myth, the legend, um, the longest running. Italian Prime Minister since Mussolini, mm-hmm. um, Silvio Berlusconi, and um, how did we end up on him? Like, how have I, we not I, talked I, about him yet? Is my question. Yeah, first off, yeah, how <laughs> we never talked about him too. Um, why now? Like, there was no reason other than I just knew that. Okay, so I'm going to be completely behind the curtain. I asked Alex if he wanted to be on the podcast. He was like, not for a while. Then he was like, I would like to be on the podcast now. And then I was like, cool. I need an insane topic. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to, you know, cross cultural boundaries. And we're like, what can bring us together? I, I, I see this 80-year-old Italian man who loves to, uh, like, be very racist and, like, give 17-year-old girls just, like, an envelope full of jewels. <laughs> that's, that's, that transcends boundaries. What's the best way to reach out to our American guests other than Italian Prime Minister Silvio Berlusconi? <laughs> this is the olive branch that I am offering to, <laughs> yes, to uh, Alex Patak here. This I is- still can't believe that he's a, like that. Berlusconi's a real person. Like, even though, like, all right, but I'm, mostly after I'm, the surgery, he isn't. No, 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 hold on. <laughs> I'm going into this simply knowing like the bare minimum about Berlusconi, yeah. which is like sex scandals, a little bit of corruption here mm. and there. And the fact that he's, you know, he was the leader of a country that I'm legally allowed to vote in. Yeah. And that's it. Like, <laughs> I'm done. So we're co- this episode, we're convincing Nick to vote Berlusconi. <laughs> I mean, you know, um, why not? Well, I, you know, yeah. it, Italian politics are insane. They so. are. There's another connection in that, uh, Alex, uh, like over on Pod Damn America, you guys did a multi-episode series on John Brown. And many people do call Silvio Berlusconi the John Brown of Europe. 
And do they? That's yeah. right. I've heard that. <laughs> yeah. They both well, love beautiful women. <laughs> <laughs> They're on the record. <laughs> you know, John Brown taught me to, to, you know, have swag and like, you can do anything you set your mind to. And Silvio Berlusconi does the same for many, many Italian men. <laughs> it's yeah, a mindset. He teaches you to be weird. Yeah. A lot of people uh, try to filter. I think American politics is always the dumbest version of any given thing. But the explanation people get here is Silvio Berlusconi is like a pre-Trump Trump. But I don't think they're exactly one to one, right? Because oh no, of course no. not. No, Silvio Ber- like we were actually talking about this before. Kieran and I were talking about this about amongst ourselves. Is that like Berlusconi is actually like pretty quiet on Twitter. But mm. we feel there's like a lot of potential there. But it would be him kind of being as open as Trump is about explaining things. But then like the Ted Cruz thing of where he accidentally liked, you know, stepmom porn. Sure. But Berlusconi would do it all the time and then <laughs> never take it down. Never take it down. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a cultural difference. I think Berlusconi, like, I think 84-year-old men in Italy don't use Twitter, but 75-year-old men like Trump in America do. They, like, post on Facebook. Mm. Whereas Berlusconi, he's, like, you know, he's chilling at, at some, like, villa or something. He, he, he doesn't need to be on Twitter. Well, like, Matteo, Matteo Salvini is, like, big on the Instagram stories. Sure, sure, like but a different generation. younger than... He is 30 years younger. Yeah. But, like, the Instagram stories are insane because it's, like... This is the guy who's like was the foreign minister or interior minister for ages, and he was just like, "I want to like kill all the Roma and stop immigrants coming from it- to Italy." Uh, also, here's an Instagram story where I explain how to make good focaccia. Mm. Um, it- it's a terrifying thing, but um, I really Salvini also has energy of a dude who would just like be way too open about like the sex shit that he likes on Twitter. No, I think that's just Italy. Yeah. No, no, no. But I mean, it's like, it's specifically like older Italian dudes. Yes. Yeah. Who had yeah. the like gall to look for power, I guess. Yeah. Exactly. I, yeah. I'm taking the stance that Berlusconi is, is quite similar to Trump. Uh, we have to get into like, I think where there's a difference is the exact political formation. Cause Trump was like a reaction against the like Republican establishment, whatever that means where Berlusconi was like, he was com- he like completely shook off the political side where he's like yeah do all the neoliberal stuff you want I don't care I'm just gonna be like like the, the the slimy billionaire yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna do the politics stuff like Trump Trump wishes he could he could be like Berlusconi and that's why Berlusconi yeah. I'm I'm proposing I'm about to send something into the chat that is something like a thesis statement of mine okay. for the episode uh, it's from I believe the first time we've mentioned him on the podcast. Uh, He's a, the Italian rapper Bello Figo. Um, <laughs> it's a beautiful name. He's a mix of, I would say, like a Lil B with a little bit more like the like the Boonk gang. He's he's more direct uh, in okay, his Bello kind of... Bello Figo literally means beautiful something. It, yeah, beautiful child. Beautiful child. Yeah. And so he has a song... Sw- literally beautiful, beautiful boy. Beautiful boy. He has a song here, Swag Berlusconi, which is one of his many good songs. And the whole song, I mean, so he's a black man in Italy, and his whole thing is that he's like, I'm here, and I wish I could have swag like Berlusconi. <laughs> Wanna fuck girls like Berlusconi. I'm not going yeah. to read the whole thing. I'm just going to have a little section here. Uh, she has a shaved pussy like a Barbie. I have a hairy cock like Bob Marley. Swag Berlusconi. I am swag Berlusconi. <laughs> That's one of That's the worst representations of Bob Marley you hear in a song these days. <laughs> it's, it's honestly... He's he's uh he's he's known to push buttons. 
He has another song called uh, No Paga Fito, which is We Don't Pay Rent. And it's him and another guy saying the the Democrat, the like center left party pays us to vote for them. And we just come to Italy to fuck uh, white girls. Uh, and he, this is just his whole thing. And the, and this is and. But is it Berlusconi's like main thing that like it's criminal sex like a lot of the time like? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, just checking. <laughs> I I just I propose this simply as the what Berlusconi represents for me is the post political swag when nothing else. We're going to get into some of the political economy of Italy and uh, the what's yeah basically the history like how it got to this point. But Berlusconi for me represents the where, where it's like kind of similar to trump in that it's like there's nothing more to do uh we can't make any more changes so we give up and we're just gonna be you know what i mean it's all a spectacle and berlusconi represents that for for italy for me berlusconi is definitely a spectacle so should we get into some uh, some backstory of berlusconi like berlusconi origins here please the marvel always got to hear the origin story yeah all right so in the most italian thing i've ever fucking heard in my life because I was genuinely surprised by this. That, that is a real a picture of him. Picture. I'm going to no, send. No, no. I'm sorry, uh, Alex. I'm going to. I'm going to be sending this to you, um, in, in on Twitter, so you can also experience this. Okay. But yeah, um, Berlusconi spent his college years in playing upright bass in a band and also being like a crooner on um, cruises in the Adriatic Sea. So. He, sound- he was literally evil. doing like rap. He's literally doing rap pack shit. Mm. He sounds like a Martin Scorsese character. Literally, yeah. <laughs> thing I thought of too. <laughs> oh, but we didn't care. The drinks were flowing and the girls were dancing, and I was crooning with the best of them. <laughs> but like the other side of this as well is okay. So like, he played upright bass in a band with a future employee of his, uh, Fidele Confinale, who he like con. con- Falonori, oh, fuck's sake! Uh, which he gave, every every time we I mispronounce a word, word, you have to take a drink. <laughs> All right, this is New York advantage. Do Alex want, is cheating. Do you want me to? Do you want me to give a crack at it? Yeah, you 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 do it. Okay. Earn your passport. Yeah, thank you. Confalonieri. Confalonieri. Okay. What what Nick said. Uh, but <laughs> so like. <laughs> this is gonna so come back a lot isn't it <laughs> oh definitely yeah wait until i try to pronounce his first wife's name um so like this hey, is his first wife's name was angie hey yo <laughs> whoa <laughs> um so like this is like this is all the 60s he plays a band with his friend who he later later gives like a tv company to um so that, cool. yeah still waiting it's for like, my hey, tv company from you guys yeah remember when you used to play piano for me here's a tv like empire um he then married his like first wife in 1965, Carla Elvira Dal Oglia, 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 and they had two children. Oglio. Oglia. Oh, no. They had two children. Maron. How many times are we going to fucking say that in that ep- in this episode? Oh, uh, too many times. Yeah, no. Um, they had two children, Marina and Pierre Silvio. So, like, these, all three of these people are basically given tidy futures. Like, I believe both of them, Pierre was, like, in charge of, like, the football team AC Milan yes. for, like, millions of years. And then, like, the other one runs the um, fucking Operation Gladio media investment company that, you know, like, that Berlusconi owns. 
Um, so cool. It is literally like the Back to the Future bit. If you just go back to the 60s and shake this man's hand, you will come back to the future like owning like a Spanish TV station. Um, it's just that. <laughs> so does his wealth come from his success as a Rat Pack crooner? Was he like a hit? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get into where his money comes from. It's definitely not here. It's and- mostly media. Oh no 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 no! That's that's we'll we'll get into it. Don't oh, worry. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But right. like, Maron. Um, he does Maron come from like wrapped in, you know, Silvio Berlusconi. <laughs> he does come from like somewhat modest backgrounds. His like mom was a housewife. His dad was like my mom was a housewife. You she know, was my the dad. most beautiful housewife. Oh my god! <laughs> I would come home. And <laughs> These are genuinely the- his views. <laughs> I had eight I was linked <laughs> to my mother every day. I tell you, so beautiful. <laughs> and my mom, she was like, Silvio, stop going on the boats. You should be here with your brothers and sisters. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, are, there, are, like, there are two bits that we can explore with this, which is all Italians are actually just Italian-Americans or they are all citizens of the Mushroom Kingdom. Mm. These are the only two directions. None of us can do actual Italian accents. So this is the only one way or the other that this can go. <laughs> it, I, can I think Itali- it's I a... Know, I, I can do an actual Italian accent. Just the Italian-American accent is way more fun. It is way more fun. It's a better was... accent, and it's also more demeaning to Italians, and that's what's <laughs> exactly. important here today. Italians ain't real. It's only Italian-Americans. <laughs> 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 only Italian-Americans. It's actually one of those situations where the, it came from America, and they went back, and they went back again. It's it's a whole migration yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the early life. All of these people are like set for life. And then he starts. You know, I, wish I, could have met, I, I really wish I could have met Silvio Berlusconi and just be caked up now. Yeah, right? This is, what a waste of time podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> we could have got that. Uh, yeah, literally fucking be on like, you know, like. Stazione Racismo numero uno. <laughs> Racism. <laughs> <laughs> Number one in Italy, racism channel. <laughs> Live from Milan. Um, yeah. uh, he is also like I should say, born and bred, proud Milano. Um, a city- that I knew. That's one of the only yeah. other fucking facts of Berlusconi that I knew. A city that, like, as far as I can tell, every Italian that's not from Milan hates. Um, I think there's like an old saying in Italian: the best thing about Milan is the road out of it. Um, oh, which is savage. So- <laughs> um, Do you guys right, have Milano cookies in Europe? Is this an American <laughs> exclusive? <laughs> I don't think so. Are, I, I, I haven't think, seen any Milano I think they're cookies. Called something different. Oh my yeah, god! No, these cookies. This is like this is like what I find out. The premier like Irish bread company, Cuisine de France, is like run out of Galway and not actually from France. That's like when I have to, when I have to fucking explain to people that Arizona iced tea is from New York. Wait, really? That really <laughs> that one seems like that would be self explanatory, but what do I know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like when I tell people like I'm from Arizona, like like the iced tea. I'm like, no, that iced tea is not from Arizona. I'm filing a class action lawsuit. Thank you. I deserve all that money because I've been put through so much harm. <laughs> Anyway, keep in mind that he's a proud Milano for this next bit. Hey, yo, my mother's from Milan. That's uh, not true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he started his business career in 1960 with the establish of Milano Due, or literally Second Milan, a private, um, like, a construction company that made a gated community called Milano Due. off, an Italian making a construction company? Come on. Yeah, I know, Come right? on. I know. <laughs> it's very on the nose. Waste management. 
<laughs> but also just call your gated community Milano 2, I very much like. Yeah, well, I, um, I like that because it's it's like, I think throughout history, I'm trying to think of a good example. It's like you go to like another land and then you're like, in this, you know, we should trade here. Here they have like silks that we don't have in our country yet. And he did the same thing, but with like the suburbs. He's like, yeah, we can, there's this thing called the suburbs. You don't need to interact with anybody else. We can get rich. <laughs> Are yeah. you tired of everyone you- looking over at your house because you don't got a gate? <laughs> sick of people <laughs> oh god yeah so anyway he makes this the main like feature of it is that it has a bunch of like walkways so you don't ever have to interact with like traffic ever um, genius you know, traffic fucking killed my cousin you know he's smart mm, yeah <laughs> in world war Two, my my, my great granddad was killed by a car um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, this also served as the ex- uh, like exclusive headquarters of Silvio's next business, which was a Milano-based TV station called Tele Milano. Um, he could work on the names. I feel TV like there's a, a lot of room to improve there. Well, you'll be glad to know that Tele Milano eventually became a nationwide channel just called Channel 5. So there you go. Canale Cinque. Pretty much, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell if you're making it up or know how to speak Italian. No, that is that would be it. That, that is yeah, exactly it. Yes, yeah. Not um, everything's a joke. This is a uh, channel yeah, five. <laughs> <laughs> this is channel five. We're very serious here. Um, but okay, Tele Milano is actually Italy's first private TV station. Um, Milan, after World War II, had this weird situation where the only national TV station allowed had to be run by the government. You could do private, regional, or city channels, but they also weren't allowed like show news or have anything political on them. That was reserved for the state television broadcaster. Uh, and this is this is a lot of like the backdrop to where Silvio gets his power, or at least part of it anyway all right i'm gonna call my shot here i think he invents the like sexy weather lady who does the dance part of the news <laughs> yes that is yes, so close to being true <laughs> no that is like that is pretty much 100 percent true so i know this from spain because like his media empire is also in spain um but at seven o'clock every night on his channels all of them there will just be the parade of beautiful women in skimpy underwear mm. That's the whole show. It's in front of a live audience, and it's like a catwalk, but it's not high fashion. This is real. This is Austin Powers. It is literally like a joke scene from Austin Powers, (laughs) except you're about to sit down and watch it and take it very seriously. Well, that's that's beautiful. Like in, in the United States, there used to be like a national culture. Like everyone would watch Walter Cronkite. There's this memory. And in Italy, they have that with watching the the pretty ladies. Get the family together, sit down, look at all the beautiful broads. <laughs> Cack all the TV, don't worry, they can't hear you. Mom, you're missing it. The broads, the broads are on. <laughs> Phone into Cackall. It was so beautiful. My little cousin Giancarlo was standing in front of the TV and insulting women. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Anyway, back to the like actual thing. Um, so this is this is possibly where Rob might uh, jump in a bit here, but 1978 this is the big one. This is when he founds Fininvest, um, which 
I'm just, I guess means financial investment. I guess that's where he got the name from. Investmento Milan. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, wait, wait. Mm. One really, really random fact. Did you know that Bank of America used to be called Bank of Italy? Oh, scandal. Yeah. Why, though? (laughs) Because Bank of America started as a company that would give Italian Americans loans when they couldn't get them in the U.S. of A. And then they became Bank of America. They changed their name. Beautiful. Yes. This reminded me of that for some reason. Fair enough. Okay. So Fininvest, going back from that, Fininvest is a media holding group that he puts his existing Milan-based TV channels into. Uh, that later transforms into a collection of national TV stations. We'll get to that later. The issue is that national broadcast channels are illegal in Italy at the time. Only regional and local channels can exist, and the state broadcaster has a legal monopoly, but they persist. It helps that the current Socialist Party president of Italy, his friend, uh, is a friend of Silvio's, Bettino Craxi, I think this is his name, uh, and helps pass emergency laws that permit his channels to broadcast nationwide in 1984. After Turin, Rome, and Pescara shut down his channels for, you know, being illegal. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it turned out that... want to shut uh, down the channels for being illegal. <laughs> like, yeah, later documents showed that Berlusconi gave uh, Haxi, like, 17, the equivalent of $17 million or something for that. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And he also got to be best man at his second wedding. This just uh, doesn't yeah. seem like a good plan. Like, how do you keep an illegal television station running once they find out about it? I think even a legal national television station running is a thing I don't understand at all. Every, like they literally like, open every broadcast with, and remember, we don't exist. <laughs> Wink. Don't tell anyone we're broadcast throughout Italy. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. So Sh- should I jump in here? So, yeah, so, I think we can. We uh, Rob, so um, so so the, so the key yeah. here is 1978, and uh, for for I'm going to ask all the listeners. Uh, if they are aware, if if they're not, they should look it up. Of a little thing called Operation Gladio. You can check that out at OperationGlad.io, <laughs> our website. I can't believe that domain was available. <laughs> um, so, without getting too bogged down in the details, Operation Gladio is a—I mean, it's an idea, right? Of the, it's a vibe. It's, a vibe. It's, a vibe. it's 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 the new Call of Duty game. Oh yeah, <laughs> dude! I was I was thinking about that. How sick it would be because you saw the you saw the video with the Cold War. If it was like Call of Duty Gladio with all of your favorite propaganda duo members. Is that. It literally 110% is exactly mm. that. You, Call you know, of Duty has been missing the scantily clad women. <laughs> it, it is kind look, of... Look at this Look at this parade of scantily clad women. Anyway, we need you to blow up this agricultural <laughs> bank in Rome. Don't ask any questions. It, it is very controversial, but I think it really you know, progresses the art of video games forward. Uh, there's a level called No Pedophile, where you go undercover <laughs> as the butler of Jeffrey Epstein. You know, and it's like it's really kind of shocking, but you know, it's really it's a really powerful scene. You, Video games are art. You press X to hand Bill Gates an adrenochrome aperitif. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> any uh, anyway, that exists, yeah. and in Italy, it was. I mean, it's kind of a what's the word synecdoche or something for like it's it's mostly in Italy. It's it's something across Europe, but it's it's very important in Italy for managing the post-war the contradictions of the post-war democracy. Um, mm. And we get into the strategy and ten- of tension and all those things. But one of the key um, 
So you have all these different groups, right? You have NATO, you have the you have the United States, you have uh, the Catholic Church, you have the mafia, you have rich people in Italy. And what is the like? What kind of holds all these people together? I mean, they're all kind of on the same page, but what really gets them in the same room, perhaps, is what La Familia. I don't know, maybe a Masonic lodge called Propaganda oh, yeah. Due. I mean, yeah, yes. I mean, we we just need you somewhere heard to of meet. Milano Due. <laughs> <laughs> And well, he's so fucking good at naming. Things. <laughs> it's the <laughs> Seth Rogen approach of like from the dudes who brought you Milano Dewey. <laughs> it's the Masonic Lodge Dewey. <laughs> and yeah, 1978, the same year he founds Fininvest, uh, documents have have come out showing that Berlusconi joined Propaganda Dewey the same year. Mm. And this Propaganda is Propaganda Two. This time it's personal. Yeah, two Propa Tuganda. Um, <laughs> This is where, going back to Nick's comments of where the money comes from, uh, Fininvest as a media company got the equivalent of 58 million euro from unknown sources, heavily scrutinized by state attorneys of Italy, being like, where the fuck did this money come from? And it's just shell corporation after shell corporation, and then presumably shell corporation Douay comes into the mix, and they all just give up and go home because it's four (laughs) (laughs) o'clock. My man Silvio Smart. So this is where the money comes from, and the reason we call Operation Gladio Operation Gladio is because it was the Italians who expose this basically right every, in every country it had a different name but like operation gladio due <laughs> <laughs> operation gladio due operation gladio trie um, i mean yeah but so the the data is yeah, significant because when we talk about stuff like the strategy of tension i mean all these questions it's going out it's going on in like the late 70s like it's not like some faraway thing it's like berlusconi's like if i'm gonna make it in this world i better start you know uh helping uh you know arm these like uh far-right groups like uh just gotta be in the same room you know like shake some hands you know drink some drink some wine together make some deals like like that was the direction things were going so he's like he's like the host for for the cia op people he just shows up he gets them in the room provides some snacks (laughs) yeah he's he's the trip sitter yeah just yeah. setting a he, he vibe like, for uh yeah. counterinsurgency. <laughs> you just rub shoulders with a bunch of like Italian like businessmen and XSS officers. XSS officers <laughs> and you blow their mind by opening a can of sour cream and onion Pringles, which they've just seen now because it's the seventies in Italy. Maron, <laughs> <laughs> well, you see that? The fucking stack. I can't stop once that I have popped. <laughs> I have to murder some communists. Yeah, I mean, 1978, same year that Aldo Moro is kidnapped and killed. Woo! Fun times in Italy. All right. So getting back to the personal life thing here, because we're just going to go into it. This is around the time that Berlusconi starts dating actress Veronica Lario, who he started dating after seeing Topless in a theater. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it first. Love at first sight. God, he's so cool. <laughs> he's still married to his first wife, but he saw a topless woman at the theater. It's it is very Trump, but it's always classier because it's like his daughter is just like mar- no. It's just cooler because you know that Berlusconi like actually fucks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like after the surgery he got in twenty nineteen, he got like a metal hip put in. So I'm just afraid of how powerful yeah, he, he is. Fucks now. too much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he has a robot hip. 
<laughs> basically <laughs> hip do a uh, <laughs> oh god anyway um yeah this is the time he starts dating veronica lario having three kids with her one which is born uh, before divorcing his first wife uh he later marries veronica lario and his prime minister friend crassy is the best man and also godfather of their first child um the two kids of his first job get cushy jobs in fininvest Similarly, in 1990, Italy passes the Mammy Law, um, literally the Mammy Law, uh, which clarifies the position of private media in Italy. Nationwide TV stations are now legal and can broadcast news and political messages, but the owner of a TV station can also not own a newspaper. So Silvio's younger brother, Paolo, takes over as owner of Silvio's conservative newspaper, Il Giornalone. 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 I can't fucking see that. Giornale. Giornale. Yeah, yeah. The newspaper. The hello. Yes, the Bongiorno. So yeah, this is this is a newspaper that is incredibly favorable towards Berlusconi and his political projects in the future. Fucking right, it is. Yeah, my brother runs it. Yeah, the Berlusconi newspaper has a weird Berlusconi slant to it. But if you can read past that, there's a lot of beautiful women in there. (laughs) (laughs) It's literally just like a more perverted version of Rod and Todd Flanders doing the newspaper. (laughs) Playtime is fun, and then just naked ladies. Ah. And now we get into um, the beginning of his political career. Uh, oh, here we Rob, go. I think you might be you might be jumping back in with this. Yeah, this. You, you start and I'll jump in. Cool. So this is the nineties. Um, Cold War is over. Uh, history is over too, baby. History is over. Woo, we did it. Um, history do a history do. <laughs> um, in the early nineties, the ruling five-party coalition, five parties in one coalition, lost popularity almost instantly due to the Mane Politi Politi investigation. It means clean hands. The clean hands investigation. One hundred percent clean it, hands. One hundred percent. Wash your hands, folks. Uh, it was an investigation into political corruption and the dismantling of Tagnitolopi. Tangentopoli. Uh, so- Tangentopoli, which is literally translated into English as Bribesville or <laughs> Kickback City, depending on which newspaper you're reading. Bribesville Tangentopoli. is uh, Berlusconi's second suburban expansion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tangentopoli uh, is like the name of like a Monopoly-like game sold in Italy that you just play to like learn how to be the best politician. <laughs> do not pass go. Do not collect a weapons cache left for you by NATO. Uh, anyway so uh bribesville and kickback city as it described um has like basically indicts five thousand public officials half the italian parliament numerous industry leaders were exposed to have taken bribes for uh, favorable public works projects uh coming to about five billion u.s dollars per year in bribes alone wow that's just the bribes yeah (laughs) um there's a reason why italian politics is kind of considered a joke uh and this is this is it this case uh many of those indicted killed themselves uh before they could ever go to court because i guess they realized hey that's called la familia (laughs) (laughs) it's extremely italian of them (laughs) <laughs> that's not like the dark you do you do the fucking italian out of harikiri <laughs> yeah no, I, I love um 
I love that you bring up La Familia because it just reminds me of the darkest ending, the, the the series finale of Brothers Garcia, where they're just like La Familia, and it's just him killing himself for all those public work contracts that he <laughs> like got kickbacks on. I love the Brothers Garcia. There's a part anyway. of me that respects it because all the American scandals, it comes out in the news that all of our politicians are taking five billion dollar bribes, and they're just like. Oh, well, I guess I still work here and nothing happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that happens also in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so with all this context, yeah, yeah. Wait, here comes... Wait, the- I, I want to jump in really quick. So, the clean hands is something that... It, it's tough to place historically because... So, w- we know about Operation Gladio. And then once communism falls, like Soviet Union uh, ends in 1991, then... What what does a country who's the the entire connective tissue of the democracy was anti communism? Like I mean, in its uh, in its like kind of um, underground forms, you know, this kind of uh, parapolitical stuff, and also explicitly. I mean, the ruling party was like the the center right Christian Democrats, but there was the the Communist Party was a mass party. It was strong. It was organized. Um, Every modern party in Italy comes from the Communist Party, including some of the fascist ones. Yeah. It's insane. There's like a reason why the emblem of Italy is like super fucking communist. They just got like weird, like got, they got like weird token prizes. They're like, you're not allowed to be really in control, but here's some like a graphic design project for you. Yeah, and I mean, it was I mean, love graphic design. That is <laughs> true. That's true. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a fucked up system, but it was a system that everyone knew, right? There was a ruling party. The communists were in opposition. There were kind of mysterious bombings happening. Um, <laughs> but but, but people knew the terms of the game. And then when communism falls, what do you do? And I think uh, the clean hands is a, it's a good way to understand, like, basically the ruling class of Italy has to turn on itself because there's nothing keeping them together. Um, there's a quote from, I'm going to refer a couple times to um, this Jacobin article about um, uh, David Broder, the, uh, uh, a frequent writer for Jacobin, has a new book out about uh, the history of Italy. Um, first, they took Rome, how the populist right conquered Italy, which talks a lot about the early 90s, because this is a crucial point where basically, I mean, Broder's whole uh, thesis is that Italy represents kind of the future for Europe, for a lot of uh, Western democracies, because they have this, they were kept together from anti-communism from these post-war structures. And then they were one of the first countries to really face a crisis in, okay, what's next? And in 1992, um, the the clean hands trials were, what what they ended up doing, again, I don't want to, I mean, Broder says uh, it it wasn't a conspiracy. He, He makes that clear. But the trials, what they ended up doing was they ended up destroying these big parties. So the communist party was fractured um, hmm. The uh, yeah, the other major parties, which are already facing a crisis of of um, the the the, f- the five party coalition, basically contains every like political strain within like you had your Christian Democrats, you had the Liberal Democratic Party, you had like the center left party at the time, you had like what you might call nowadays like a Green Party and things like that, as well as like a weird kind of neo fascist party. Hmm. Like every political ideology that's usually represented in Demo- like parliamentary democracy was just like wiped out in an evening yeah so the clean hands trials they're not the like they're not the uh i don't know the tool coming from outside to break the system they're just a very evocative symptom or example of this crisis that that erupts in the in the early 90s in italy uh, I'll, I'll read a bit from broder because i think he, he says it better than i can um oh and it's also we should also be clear that the the first italian republic ends 
in, I, I don't know the exact date, 92, 94. Like, you know how France is what, in their fifth republic? Like, the republic ends, and then they're like, all right, we're a new country now. <laughs> um, so, uh, Broda writes the... Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, no literally, <laughs> we live in Italy, do we? We were all like, Rob's making a very good point right now. <laughs> He's being really smart. But we're, one of us is going to have to say Italia, do we, right? Yeah. <laughs> Italia, do we? So uh, it says here, the First Republic had been no golden age, and its ignominious downfall was no conspiracy. As the journalist Marco Travaglio summar- summarily put it, the trials which exposed... Oh, Marcus, Mar- Mar- Marco Tra- Travago. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Go Travago. <laughs> um, yeah, which exposed bribesville took place because there had been a lot of bribes. Yet as Eric's Ho- Eric Hobsbawm said of the dissolution of the Communist Party of Italy, the effect of breaking up the mass parties was in many ways to, quote, throw out the baby and keep the bathwater, replacing corruption-ridden parties with personalized forces whose internal affairs were even more inscrutable. Far from strengthening Italian democracy, the destruction of the First Republic instead opened the way for a wholesale attack on the institutional and cultural inheritance of post-war Italy, from employment rights to anti-fascism and even the role of the Constitution itself. So you have all these things. One, Which I have to vote on again, like next month or whatever. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. Italy has fucking constitutional referendums like every year, mm. and I hate them. You just get a thing in the mail that says all like, "Attenzione, Constitutione Referendone Numero Due." Right. It has a stamp <laughs> with Jessica Rabbit on it, so you know it's important. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's how they get people to open it. You know, they. they yeah, yeah, so yeah. That's the like, important hey, stamp. On a scale of one to ten, how horny does this fucking mail make you? Ten? Yeah, it's important. <laughs> bills, bills. Well, what is our uh, constitutional <laughs> referendum? Awooga! <laughs> I like this idea of just like attractiveness of woman as the indicator of how important this is. So it's like, well, you know, first notice, Bill. It's just like, yeah, she's okay. Second notice, okay. If she had a good personality, third notice, awooga. <laughs> you know, the, the Italians, please, o- please open know, this. You owe us money. It's there's a real good you know long history of of italians whenever they see a beautiful woman their eyes pop out of their skull mm. and twist they, around each other twist I've around seen each this. other exactly and yeah, their the tongues they roll the all the way to the ground and then they roll all the way back up exactly the, that's actually a little known fact you know the way how like the heart emoji doesn't look like what an actual heart looks like yeah. that's because that's what Italian hearts look like and Da Vinci discovered that back in the renaissance yes, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. and they go and you out can of see, your you can see it coming out of their chest when they see a beautiful woman or like the third notice of a bill exactly <laughs> <laughs> the unimportant bill notice is just like a statue of Mary and you're like I know what this is and I respect it <laughs> My family's Catholic. <laughs> that just reminds me of the Mary statues we had at the front of our classrooms that we would just like stick some like nerd's bag behind. Hey, yo, you, my mother never should never see you disrespect. The it was Mary. up at the top of the wall and like really far away. So if you could just stick the like rucksack behind it, they just no one could get it. It oh, would just be there own, for the whole you class. Know, you'd be fucking beat up in my household. It's <laughs> Ireland. We're Catholic, <laughs> but we have no respect for it. <laughs> That's like a, it's just like you're trying to hide away. Just like I th- the mother of God took your bag, <laughs> <laughs> loser. Nerd. For someone like I don't know, like for an Italian like Catholic, they would believe that. Yeah, right. <laughs> they just want. <laughs> All right, we'll get you a new one tomorrow. Bag duet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
right. no, I guess the last thing I'll just say is that anti-corruption, uh, we saw this in Brazil, right? Um, and I think a lot of the reporting mm. from The Intercept has borne this out, that like the, uh, the anti-corruption crusade that took down Lula, for example, was an instrument of the right to break apart what existed of social democracy, of left-wing uh, currents in Brazil. And some people say the same of the clean hands trial, right? I mean, especially if, if you're really like Gladio brain pilled, like, and you're like, they're like controlling you. everything, like you, yeah. then it's like, Rob, oh, Rob is just, you know, mask off. He thinks this. <laughs> I'm being, I'm trying to be neutral here. Some people, some people think this. Some people with names rhyming with Bob, uh, you know. Some people would just point out that it's quite curious that like a team of entrepreneur, you know, like entrepreneuring um, prosecutors like broke apart the party system and dismantled like the only organized left wing party. And then in the 1994 elections, the far right party suddenly surged to power. Funny how that happens. Mm, right. I've yes. heard that people who read think that. <laughs> we can't trust them. They read things. I don't know. They never, need, never read a book in my life. They didn't, they didn't need a sticker of Jessica Rabbit to get them to open some written text. <laughs> I don't trust them. I'm going to go to the Italian embassy and be like, sorry, I haven't voted in years because you got rid of the Jessica Rabbit policy. <laughs> This is not the Italy I know. <laughs> Where the sexy lady. Yeah. So, that's, that's the real tragedy of the end of the First Republic. We almost must be at at the, the rise to power here then, right? The, the Oh, scene oh yes. Enter Berlusconi. Oh, yeah. This seems like a this seems like a nice warm tub, hot tub for Berlusconi to just dip right in. Seems like Oh yeah. What? Oh, yeah. There's no political legitimacy anymore. We need like a new force to kind of organize politics around. Perhaps a, a media you, spectacle. <laughs> a media spectacle that looks like you know old leather draped over a skeleton. <laughs> Let's go. Um, yes, it's time for Berlusconi to come in in the 1994 election. Um, the scariest thing about my research is that he looks exactly the same way he does now that he did in 1994. Um, that is a terrifying aspect. That's so strange. Yeah, you were you were sending me the thing on this. He's 81 years old. He looks like he's frozen <laughs> in time. What has he been doing to stay looking this good? There's been a lot of surgeries along with the like robot pelvis. He just has like plastic skin. He is a real doll at this point. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, just a terrible anti-communist real doll. <laughs> anyway, 1994 election. It looks like the communists and their allies and the opposition are going to win because there is no alternative because they're basically the only parties not included in this five-party coalition that's mm dismantled overnight basically yeah um so oh i should say quick context is the because because i mixed it up again this is in the broader article that'll be in the description is uh there were several like regional elections in throughout 1993 in which yeah. the far right parties uh so the msi which it, it, it still exists as this with the mussolini daughter or granddaughter party right oh uh, msi became national alliance which is uh, like third in the yeah. polls now <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they, they became Fratelli to Italia. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Lega Nord, which of course became La Lega, which is number one in the polls in Italy. Uh, th Whee! They both blew up in 93. So they were taking, yeah, Lega Nord was taking, um, uh, yeah, local elections across the north and this like openly fascist, like, I mean, post-fascist i guess exactly they, they were they were winning and so like this is the the case in 93 and the communists seem like maybe the only alternative to this 
Yeah, yeah. How much but fun would it be of- if the Soviet Union collapsed and then Italy just voted in communists unanimously? <laughs> well, but the, the Communist Party at this time was already like pretty neoliberalized within itself, or like in the nineties, Italy. They? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh were... no, no! Italy's one of those slow burn neoliberal countries because it's like. It's like France. We have to treat it with respect, unlike like Eastern Europe, which we just like ravage. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, but to answer Alex's question, it would be like all those cool Soviet posters of like, but they'd just be pretty ladies. Like, <laughs> all right. Yeah, the, like the Sino-Russian friendship hey, poster. Yeah, yeah. Like exactly. Yeah, but it's a woman spin. with big cans. <laughs> it's just two Jessica Rabbits. Both two of our Jessica countries Rabbits. are mashing their cans together. <laughs> My God, what a beautiful future. <laughs> Italy and also Italy. <laughs> Oh my god, they're sisters! <laughs> oh no, it's the first, but you're my stepsister <laughs> instance in history. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Um, so yeah. Conveniently at this point, in the in the um, not counting... Comrades just change into broad. <laughs> yeah, everyone just calls each other broad. <laughs> Instead of comrades <laughs> and it's just broad. Greeting <laughs> <laughs> <Pretty> broad. <laughs> I like really... Like, this is just very funny to me. Just like really misogynistic communism. <laughs> I mean, if anyone were to be the best at it, it would be the Italians. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cat calling, but equally distributed. <laughs> 20 years into power, there's a referendum where they have to get people to stop calling each other like men and women and go with the gender-neutral broads. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. Conveniently at this time, and it, ignoring the counterfactual, super sexy, misogynistic, communist Italy, hey. AO, uh, we, we, we enter the real world of Silvio Bersconi enters the race, with a new party called Forza Italia, which I believe means Go Italy. Um, All right. Which... It's your birthday. <laughs> Go Italy, it's your birthday. Yeah, Forza means like force, though, too. Yeah. 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 Apparently, the translation is not Italian force, which no, would no, no, be no, yeah, but far more like... terrifying. The literal translation is non-consensual Italy. <laughs> <laughs> Statutory Italy. Um... <laughs> And on a purely, uh, he runs on a purely anti-communist platform. He at the time tells former editor of his newspaper that he's purely running to gain prosecu- prosecutorial immuni- immunity granted to some Italian politicians. Um, this will come back later as a thing. Yeah, he, use- he uses a barrage of advertising campaigns on his private network of stations as his primary form of advertising. As soon as he enters the race... The Mani Paluti, the clean hands investigators, were reportedly close to issuing warrants for his arrest along with many of his associates. He then spends the entirety of his business, um, his political career, calling them communists, naturally enough. Right, what are they he then wi- cleaning their hands for? Pretty suspicious <laughs> if you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I've only se- I've only ever seen communists wash the hands. Mm, yes, this is true. Um, yeah, we, we, my father never washed his hands. We, we should we should point out that the clean hands stuff was kind of because Berlusconi obviously is extremely corrupt, and like he mm. did try to um, yeah limit the investigation into him, and there was kind of this kind of back and forth power struggle. So it wasn't completely out in the open that he was like, oh well, of course we're not going to investigate Berlusconi. There had to be kind of like a tug back and forth. Um, but 
I mean, he would soon be prime minister, so I guess we can decide who won that battle. This sounds like, yes. like the first politically adept move he's ever done. <laughs> <laughs> like the, okay, so this might be like where some of the differences between, because a lot of people have compared Boris going to Trump. This might be one of the differences. He he does seem quite politically like competent, like in terms oh, of getting elected. Yeah, no, absolutely. I can yeah, tell yeah, you right yeah. now, like Trump, if he finds out there's a committee investigating him, is finding out all their names. They're getting nicknames. He's looking up what their wives <laughs> look like. He's talking about it on the news. <laughs> there's no subtlety of there. Folks, they don't even look like Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> look at your stamp. Nothing like that. <laughs> this beautiful stamp. Are like what is the relationship between though like these two boys themselves though like Trump and Berlusconi? Yeah, have they like have they palled? Good question. Hmm. I actually don't know. There are a I lot mean, of I, good I, photos of like Berlusconi just like cheesing with like George Bush, Joe Biden. Like they're just like he, yeah, he clearly yeah. oh, just yeah, told yeah. them like an extremely like like dirty joke in a very Italian accent, and then Joe Biden, he's fucking loving it. Like they're just we'll like go into later all what, like we'll go into later about like what he said about previous presidents and what British Cody thinks is a good joke. Um, content warning: anti-Semitism. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> until then, <laughs> until then, um, so it's, um, he does win the 1994 election and is prime minister for a whole six months before uh, the coalition collapses. Um, oh. So basically. How he ran this election in Italy, you can do this thing where you have pre-made coalitions because there's so many parties. You can just be like, "Look, me, that party over there, that party there. When we, if you vote for all of us, which we're on the one ticket, we'll work together." So, do you want like he works with La Lega Nord, which is this party that believes that like Northern Italy is superior and all people from Southern Italy are like too Arabic to be like considered Europe, so they should just be got, done away with, and then. Then he also worked with MSI, which at this point had become uh, National For- National Alliance, National Alliance, which is the neo-fascist party that like most of the Mussolini grandchildren belong to now. Um, the problem is that he like he did a coalition with these two parties that didn't like each other. So when he actually won, they very quickly started tearing each other apart, and then six months later, the whole thing falls apart. He's caretaker prime minister for like one month. Some bureaucrat is put in and then eventually he loses election to the center left kind of Blairite neoliberal party. Yeah. Um, yeah. How does it but work? Worry, is it like back. England where the elections just happen whenever you call for them? There's, well, first of all, it used to be fucking Mad Max rules. Uh, they have actually clarified it more recently. But when things like collapse, which is quite common in Italian politics, they have to call an emergency election. Okay. It's kind of like, yeah, yeah. It's it's similar to England, except England is maybe a bit more of in control of itself, whereas Italy is just like, hey, your wife doesn't look like the stamps. How dare you? We're ruining this government now. And now there's an election in four months. Yeah. Kind of thing. Makes sense to me. Yeah. They don't have a ceremony a- where a man in a tall beaver skin hat slowly brings a key over to the queen, and then that signals the beginning of a race. I mean... Kind of, but it's a president. Yeah, and you know, the man in the beaver hat is a fucking sexy broad. <laughs> and it's broadcast every night at 7 o'clock on <laughs> Canelli Cinque. 
Cinque. Cinque. God damn it, Kieran. Get better ears. Everyone at home, take a drink. Yeah, Kieran has fucked up a language he doesn't speak. All right. I'll just wait. I'll just go really quickly because I also want to put this in the in the description. Another Jacobin article, just talking about comparing Trump to Berlusconi, but basically talking about how Berlusconi is really continuation. He's he's built off of the neoliberal moment because in 1995. 96 and then the center left governments basically from then until 2001 when Berlusconi comes back they pass labor reforms you know this kind of welfare reform they introduce they erode workers rights they pass public education reform you know this kind of corporate style management of public schools they reform higher education they privatize public companies they participate in the NATO bombing of Serbia i'm reading from the uh, the Jackman article here and they pass an immigration law um, and issuing the first detention centers for undocumented immigrants. Uh, and I'll quote, uh, I'll read directly, the outcome of these policies was the real beginning of Berlusconi's era with his victory in the elections of 2001, which secured him a crashing majority both in the Senate and in the Chamber of Deputies. While after 2001, center-left voters took to the streets for anti-Berlusconi demonstrations in defense of democracy and against corruption, center-left MPs continued to cooperate with Berlusconi whenever possible and to protect him from judiciary prosecution in the same way they refused to pass a law against Berlusconi's monopoly on information during the Prodi and De, De Alema governments. Um, yeah so i think this kind of leads to the numerous scandals so as you said uh he does win the 2001 election um here's a great 2001 quote actually while we're here in september 2001 two weeks after the terrorist attacks in the united states he caused outrage in the islamic world when he said the west should not be confident uh, should be confident of the superiority of our civilization so there you go. There's a there's a good uh, Berlusconi quote. Yeah. After all that goodwill he built in the Mediterranean, he fucks it up real quick. Anyway, wh- that's wh- like the wh- least controversial quote he has ever put out. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> we're building up, folks. We're we're ramping up. This is a uh, okay. Wait, one thing I have to introduce because this is it was like on site from the beginning is the Berlusconi yeah. and the Economist beef, which I love. <laughs> this is the, honestly, I could do an entire episode on this. Uh, uh, e-communist. Yeah, this on, this on. entire beef is that meme with like the nerd crying who's like no you can't do neoliberalism that way and Berlusconi is like hey pretty women it's neoliberalism come on <laughs> 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 because yeah like the economist is just fucking pissed that this kind of yeah this this uh all the Trump this stuff, fucking, right? This, this vulgar Italian guy with exactly this slimy you know, <laughs> Italian is, you know, saying all this horrible stuff, and he's ruining Italy. You can bring neoliberalism with some broad. Ah. <laughs> uh, so this is just an ongoing battle uh, between uh, the economists. Like Berlusconi, like threatens to like I, I don't even know what he does. He takes the publication to court. Uh, the Economist keeps publishing letters against him. It's just back and forth that. To me, it's just like represents the 2000s, like a, a, a showdown between Berlusconi and The Economist. Take sides, everybody. <laughs> Follow boy plays. Thanks for the memories. It's all very 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll, I guess, oh God, we'll get to that, I guess. The, um, so yeah, he's now in power in 2001. And as we alluded to, this is where the, the numerous scandals kind of uh, come, come into play. So as you said, there is like a kind of issue with his like control over the media. Um, there are like seven privately owned channels. No, sorry. There are five privately owned channels in Italy, uh, nationwide channels. 
Um, he owns three of them. Um, it's called diversifying your assets. D- yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, well, diversifying his assets. He puts, like, one of his various children in charge <laughs> of one of them or whatever. But, like, yeah. He basically owns all of them. Or Fininvest owns a lot of them. Um, they sue, like, satirical shows or any newspaper that brings up the fact that maybe Berlusconi um, has too much media control. Italy is the only European country or, like, only EU member country that has, like, ranking as not entirely press-free in, like, all those international rankings. It's, like, them and Turkey. Um, Berlusconi loves... Erdogan, like, so much as well. Like, the reason Erdogan got very close to joining the EU is entirely thanks to Berlusconi. Real recognize is real. Real recognize is real. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, so while he's in government, this is when all the fucking scandals happen. Um, We'll get to the Bunga Bunga one later. I know the one everyone wants to think about, but, like, there's various things, like, leaking uh, confidence, like, leaking tapes to try and destroy his opposition in his, like, brother's newspaper. Brother's, quotation mark, newspaper. Um, There is... The Prodi government is actually a great one because, as you said, the left party kind of, like, had this opportunity to, like, try and dismantle his media monopoly and then didn't. Um, Turns out, in uh, 2006, when this finally got to court he basically bribed a whole bunch of members of the Prodi government to, like, vote with him or leave the Prodi government and join his, like, at that point, opposition uh, and put him in power, including, like, the Olive Branch Party, which is the worst name for an Italian political party I could ever think of, but sure. Olivio <laughs> Branchiti. Um, Wait, what is the name of the party? The Olive Branch Party. Uh, uh, the Olive Tree Party, I apologize. Oh That's even worse uh, than Branch. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, like Paolo something? Uh, I'm not getting the Italian for it here. I can open oh. it for you if you want. There you go. Uh, I don't give a shit. It's okay. Uh, Luvio. 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 Wrong. All right. Um, the other thing is that he now like really goes after the clean hands investigators. Um, so... Antonio Di Pietro is like one of the lead people in the like clean hands investigation. He starts trying to form his own political party called um oh what was it called? Like Italy for Truth or something like that. It's it's very Q and on guy. no, it's very it's actually very Elizabeth Warren, if we're going to like if we're gonna put it into something, it's very mm. like we can we can kind of like Use the rules to stop Italy from being an insane yeah. country. They they do have There's QAnon Italian in Italy, law. by the way. It's called Pizzagate. Oh, <laughs> hey yo, God damn it. Rob making an Italian food joke over here. <laughs> um, so this spaghetti this Antonio guys, <laughs> this Antonio guy tries to run against him, and I guess this is maybe the Trump comparison. This is very like. This is very like you were born in Kenya thing. Let's see the birth certificate. Because the entire thing with Antonio is like, oh, you're a lawyer. Show us your law degree. Show us your law degree. And then uses all his like TV channels to say, this guy isn't really a lawyer. <laughs> That's such an easily disprovable claim, though. That's wild. Oh, yeah. He, he got sued for so much. <laughs> I think the Italian court was like, you have to pay so much money to this guy because you just like ruined him uh, with all your like with your media empire. But then we get into a classic Berlusconi technique, which is 
appeal the decision and take advantage of Italy's very slow bureaucracy. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, Berlusconi was meant to serve four years in prison, like, 10 years ago, but he keeps appealing it, <laughs> so he just gets off scot-free until eventually, I'm assuming, he dies? Um, ah, foiled again. 81. <laughs> he's 81, and most of his body is plastic, and what I'm assuming is he's toxic never metals. Gonna die. He's See, never you gonna have die. it wrong. He's going to live forever now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a good point, yes. Uh, I'm sorry, yes, I forgot. He is a real doll. Um, he will outlive us all. Um, <laughs> you can't send me to he prison. Has- They'll treat me like a real doll. <laughs> <laughs> no, but even like this is the thing. The other thing he's appealing all of this, but at this point, because he's so old and because he's a politician, all he has to do now this is, is a robot hip that then probably can like if he presses the button just like gyrate. He, yeah, like- he's the bionic man. Like he does the <laughs> jump and it's just like. But um. No, because he's so old, because he's a politician, the courts have ruled you only have to do either A, one year of house arrest in one of your many mansions, or two, some community service. So what he's been doing now as a tactic to delay this is when his like one year of house arrest is approaching, he's like, actually, I'd like to change it to community service, knowing that it will delay the process by like two years. And then I'm assuming in two years' time, he's going to be like, actually, no, I'm going to go with house arrest and just do it again forever. Yeah, we keep bumping into the reality that this guy is uh, the coolest dude of all time. <laughs> and it's very unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like, I, I, no joke. Maybe it's because of my, you know, Southern European slothness. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, uh, you're, you're... I fucking love him. <laughs> like, Berlusconi is so, like, the. The Trump Berlusconi comparison I can't even do because like Trump isn't cool. Trump just, is like, not cool and he's not fun. And that's the reason no, he doesn't have Berlusconi any racist is jokes. Cool and fun. <laughs> he doesn't have racist jokes because he can't process humor. <laughs> he's a <laughs> dead <Exactly>. person. <laughs> Uh, Berlusconi yeah. does the classic like old like I don't know Italian European thing where he's just like hey what are you gonna do come on I just love women too much like that's his yeah, no, always his no fallback I'm a little rascal legiti- Silvio Berlusconi <laughs> legitimately reminds me of my uncle like from Italy who's just like uh, continuously getting in trouble with his wife my aunt for mm. like you know cheating on her yep. for you know just being uh, uh, you know a small business owner who just always like <laughs> the ultimate small business owner I have a media empire no, 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 and I'm no, the no. longest he, running prime minister he owns, he owns like a restaurant but I don't ever know if it's actually like legitimate half the time <laughs> <laughs> like all this food is just painted on <laughs> no um, he's uh He's a really good singer. Oh yeah, that mm. that, that, that as well. A bit voice. of a crooner. Just that <laughs> fucking beautiful voice. No, but he's he's uh, the racist jokes. Oh, obviously, yeah. Yeah. like I I hate to say it, like Silvio Berlusconi may be my uncle. I I, I <laughs> could not tell. Like he's old as shit. Yeah. Like and is not aging. Right? You're denying your Greek heritage and going to your maiden name of. Nicholas Berlusconi. (laughs) (laughs) This is why you got to look into podcasters because they're all related to (laughs) Silvio Berlusconi. It's unconscious. It's like a Genghis Khan situation. (laughs) Like all all podcasters, one in 10 (laughs) of every podcaster is the offspring of Berlusconi. Um, Yeah, speaking of Berlusconi fucking, um, 
on December uh, December 2012, this is when this happened, uh, or sorry, in 2009, it was announced that Lario, the, the woman he fell in love with by seeing Topless at a play, um, had filed for divorce. In 2012, it was settled that Berlusconi was ordered to pay his ex-wife, Veronica Lario, uh, $48 million a year as a part Ooh. of the divorce settlement. Yeah, it's, uh, if it's not clear throughout all this, he's he's like a multi-billionaire. He's like, at, oh, throughout yeah, this, yeah. he's like the what? He's probably the top 200 richest people in the world throughout this yeah, whole yeah, story. Yeah. You can't you can't forget about that. His current net worth is $5.6 which... Is nowhere near Megarica territory for Italy. Like you're, you're not like the chocolate king of Nutella or the guy who owns all glasses or whatever. Mm. But like those are the actual richest people in Italy. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, yeah, he's he's he gets he got to keep the the hundred million dollar house out of the divorce settlement. So that's nice. Also, because I don't know when we're going to mention this, but this was just the thing that made me actually burst out laughing when I read this. So let me just read this sentence. In April 2017, Berlusconi appeared in a video promoting a vegetarian Easter campaign. Berlusconi was shown cuddling lambs he had adopted to save from the slaughtering of the traditional Easter Sunday feast in Italy. He is neither confirmed nor denied whether he himself is a vegetarian, however. I what is this? Sure, why not? <laughs> I like I I like being it's like it's like when your friend uh uh becomes vegetarian or vegan for a girl. Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's some actress starlet who's convinced him of this. Yeah, exactly. This I is mean, a guy who's recently divorced, trying to accost like accost like get used to Italy in the 21st century. Yeah. Yeah. One of the this women like, on. Yeah. Oh, sorry, you go. I was just he like one of the women on the who hold the briefcases on like Deal or No Deal posted about being a vegan, and he was like, "Oh, my own." This is extremely powerful. Like post divorce like middle-aged man vibes of just like what a girl's into yeah. now lambs i can make that happen <laughs> but the thing is is that like he doesn't have to do it like why why is my man you know stooping that uh, low it's like divorce guy energy i'm assuming is like having the voice from venom in your head <laughs> you sign up to tinder and it's just like the age limit that we've set here is very low keep it keep it it's fine <laughs> you can date an 18 year old it's okay you just gotta cuddle <laughs> with a lamb <laughs> Run your hand through its wool and tell it a joke about Slavs. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he's Italian. It's it's all jokes about Albanians. Uh. We used to own them, you know. <laughs> they don't shower. <laughs> They're Muslim. Being racist yeah, but- to a lamb, no matter who you are, that's funny. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, why, like, why, why is my man doing that though? Like, he's the like the the one of the rich people in Italy. He doesn't need to, you know. So, you know, well, Silvio, if if you're listening, um, you don't got to impress women that way. Well, well, it's interesting you say this, Nick, because I think this leads us to the big scandal, um, the the one that everyone knows him from, because. It doesn't matter how much money he has. The last time he tried to pay for sex, he got into a lot of fucking trouble. So let's go into fucking what it's classic, like what it's kind of more respectfully known as Ruby Gate. Mm. We can talk it as uh, Bunga Bunga Gate, I guess, because that's what the rest of the world knows it as. So let's call it what it is Bunga Bunga Gate. <laughs> which as far as i understand is just the italian term for when silvio berlusconi does things now hey yo so in february 2011 
He was charged with sex for an, uh, with a nightclub dancer, uh, Moroccan woman, Karima El Marog. Um, probably not pronouncing any of that right. Marog. Karima <laughs> El Maron. Finish your drink. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that, that, for anyone playing at home, that is a, that's a down your drink uh, bingo card um, <laughs> in the drinking game that is listening to this podcast. Uh, but why it's called Ruby Ruby Gate is as a nightclub dancer, her stage name was Ruby. I could have told you that from across, like like a mile away. Yeah, yeah. right. Ruby Rubikowart. Oh God, damn it, Nick! Read this word for me, hey, please. Uh, Ruby Rubikowski. She's Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, uh, Rubikowari. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's not Rubikowski. Stop saying it. They'll believe you. Um, anyway, the issue with all of this was that she was one year under the age of uh, consent. She the Italian age of consent of 14? <laughs> no, that's Japan. Uh, the Italian age consent of 18. A perfectly normal um, age of consent. So, the issue with all of this, uh, getting back to it, is um, my man just kept digging a hole for himself. In this situation, because not only was he uh, involved with uh, this underage dancer, um, he he tried to he tried his best to cover it up. He gave her originally like a a bribe of like ten thousand dollars to not tell anyone after they had had sex. He then had to bribe anchors from his own news station, like I think somewhere that came to about like two hundred million in total. Uh, to not report this. And then he apparently also promised Ruby um, five million and told her if that she told anyone he would get mad. So this sounds the, like the behavior the of a man who knows you're 17. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's interesting you say that, Alex, because the courts disagree. Um, the perfectly, <laughs> perfectly legitimate Italian not bribed courts. Um, so the Rubygate scandal, as far as I understand, kind of resulted in, um, being overturned. Um, in June, 2013, he was found guilty of paying her for sex and abuse of power. The case was eventually overturned in 2014. Uh, this is due to the fact that various of uh, various witnesses and, uh, people involved victims, uh, wouldn't testify. Uh, for reasons, who could know? They didn't oh. want to make him mad. They didn't he's their want best to make friend. <laughs> <laughs> he's Italy's dad. <laughs> how can you make Italy's dad mad? Um, so it turns out it's maybe- like that scene of 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 Goodfellas where he goes in front of the court for the first time, and how then uh, the first Goodfellas <laughs> reference. <laughs> I don't know how it is, and but yeah, or how it is. And he like goes to court for the first time. Like the old, like you just have to keep your mouth shut. And then he does that, and then he gets out, and then they all start cheering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. It's 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 exactly that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, turns out in uh, uh, in 2011, um, he's now being brought back to court related to Ruby Gate for corruption charges uh, due to bribing like basically everyone on the jury. Um, with I believe two thousand five hundred paid per month for each of the um, eighteen girls who were like colleagues of Ruby's, as well as oh let me see eight hundred thousand in gifts to the jury. How much yeah. money is he making off of these gated communities? 
I think like I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you. I think it's mostly the the seven o'clock show where they parade the women around. <laughs> <laughs> There's a call in function where you can cat call, but only if you pay like an extortionate call in fee. <laughs> hey, first time, long time. I'd like to say awuga. <laughs> Keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> Oh god. Um yeah, so you that's can't see me when my tongue is rolling on the ground. <laughs> my bow tie is doing the spitting dicky. <laughs> There's just something very funny about like a non uh, just like music video which has an audio track of just people calling in being like, Wow, beautiful girls. Great girls. <laughs> I really like the idea of like the Cold War ends in 2017 and all of this is a Twitch channel. So it's just the emojis of like a wolf cartoon dropping his tongue and his eyes falling out. And the guy who sent that spent like $5 to do so. Yeah, Berlusconi would be in so many Instagram uh, comments, DMs. Oh, he's he. He would. Yeah, if yeah. if he was poor, he'd be very thirsty. On <laughs> no, Berlusconi's. You know what? Berlusconi respects the women, though. He'd he, he'd he'd subscribe to their OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, we don't know that he doesn't. I feel like that's how OnlyFans operates. Is probably just through. Silvio <laughs> <laughs> Berlusconi. Yeah, a lot of like a lot of tech companies work on like catching those whales, those users that pay a lot of money for one thing, and this is Berlusconi with OnlyFans. <laughs> He's like a whale of sex crime. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh man, Moby Dick is a different story now. This is the problem the economist has with him is he operates in a way that breaks all of their ideals single-handedly. <laughs> Not one man can instate, sustain an entire tech company that comes along and pays for everyone's only fans. <laughs> so is uh, he going to jail for this or what? Um, effectively, no. As oh, I thought they had him this time. Wait, wait. I have to add. Uh, this is from the Wikipedia. I have to uh, point this out. Uh, so this is in 2011. Mm. Uh, so he was standing on on trial for charges, uh, multiple charges, paying for sex with a minor in Italy is punished with a range from six months to three years. Uh, malfeasance in office is much more severely punished, four years to twelve years imprisonment. So mm-hmm. paying for sex with a minor is was like among the the lesser charges he was he was sent with. They're like, <laughs> That's just a all right, <laughs> we can we can understand the paying for sex with a seventeen year old, giving her yeah several hundred thousand dollars in 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 uh, in the furs. Italian, the entire Italian high court being like, yeah, but like who wouldn't? Come on. But the <laughs> yeah, malfeasance but in office, uh, Mr. Berlusconi. I'm sorry, we can't. <laughs> it's nothing like disrespecting a position. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, 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 they do all the lib Trump stuff like, this is not okay. This is yeah, not this is, normal. This is not us. You're fucking soiling the, 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 the position of Prime Minister of Italy, a thing that I cannot name a single other Prime Minister of this country. <laughs> <laughs> it's currently like a fucking weird bureaucrat. It, it's, yeah, they don't even yeah. have, yeah, they don't have, a, they, they have like an independent Prime Minister, oh, don't they? Wait, they do. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, so you're telling me like like a party like the five star movement like rose to power that's not really a party and kind of doesn't really stand for anything. It's just kind of it's a vibe. I wonder how why that happened in Italy of all places. What could have what historical context could that have come out of? <laughs> we have to wait for the new Call of Duty game to come out, Rob. God, come on. Can I can I, can I do a can I do a speed run of some of his his comments? 
some of his 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 you know good quotes. Oh, go for it. All right. Um, addressing traders at the New York Stock Exchange in September 2003, Berlusconi listed a series of reasons to invest in Italy, the first of which was that, quote, we have the most beautiful secretaries in the world. All right. <laughs> we put them on our Take stock. my money. <laughs> <laughs> on, on, on March 26th, 2009, uh, he said, quote, I'm paler than Mr. Obama because it's been so long since I went sunbathing. He's more handsome, younger, and taller. Yeah, can we? Yeah, that's I, not I have even. A similar... That's not anything. It's not a joke. It's not a riddle. <laughs> He's like, I could be blacker than Obama if I sunbathe. But like, yeah, sunbathe. Can we talk about that? Can we talk about that? Because I also have in 2008, shortly after the election of Barack Obama uh, as U.S. President, Berlusconi said, "He's young, he's handsome, and he is tanned." <laughs> this is his go-to joke. I got another one here. Okay, Berlusconi he's... wants. Uh, wants to be fucking cucked by Obama, I think. I, guys, I have another one. So in 2009, there was an earthquake, uh, the L'Aquila earthquake in, mm. in central Italy uh, at a tent camp on the outskirts of L'Aquila, housing more than 30,000 people who lost their homes during the earthquake. He said to an African priest, you have a nice tan. <laughs> He, he's what he's got one angle? angle. What does it mean? <laughs> I, I don't think he knows what black people are. I think that's just what it's coming down to. He's just like, he's, oh, if I if I did that for long enough, yeah. <laughs> I did, it's one of the oldest conspiracy theories that anyone from Africa is just a very tan Italian person. Oh, can I can I actually do some contemporary Italian news regarding this? Please, because there is contemporary Italian news. Wait, wait, I just have one more Berlusconi. No, 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 no. We can come back. We can come. I'm sorry. Luigi Di Maio, the current foreign minister of Italy, just got back from holiday. He's a good Southern Italian, so he tans real well. And because people are so impressed with his tan, he started photoshopping himself, his face, onto famous black people's, like, photos, (laughs) including a picture of, like, Michael Jordan dunking for the Chicago Bulls with his face instead, because everyone's like, you're black now. (laughs) He's like, I can say it. (laughs) (laughs) Back to Berlusconi quotes. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Italians just think this, I guess. There's there's a lot of these. I I mean, he he talked about how Mussolini was cool, except for the fact that he uh, like agreed with the Germans to kill the Jews. He said that on Holocaust Remembrance Day. He's like, otherwise (laughs) Mussolini would have been okay if he didn't like send all the Jews to die. It Can is Holocaust Remembrance Day, so I do have to come <laughs> against this one thing, but overall. <laughs> but uh, not on Holocaust Remembrance Day in 2010, he offended <laughs> the Jewish community in turn when he told a joke about a Jewish family hiding another Jew for a hefty rent without telling them World War II was over. <laughs> is the same joke he told that sheep in the PETA commercial. <laughs> <laughs> in the vegetarian Easter PETA commercial. <laughs> he tells these jokes at every Boonga Boonga party. <laughs> Uh, wait, I, I got another good one here. Um, so this is great because it's burying the lead. Uh, so Berlusconi suggested raising the amount of Italian military that patrol Italian cities from 3,000 to 30,000, so a 10 times increase. You know, like in Brussels, they have like fucking army dudes with machine guns and stuff. Yeah. Um, so a female journalist asked him if this tenfold increase in patrolling soldiers would be enough to secure Italian women from being raped. Berlusconi said, quote, we could not field a big enough force to avoid this risk of rape. We would need as many soldiers as beautiful women, and I don't think that would be possible because our women are so beautiful. I- <laughs> <laughs> the, the best part of these are the ones that he's not saying to be controversial, and it's just a belief he has. 
<laughs> I also love that just at the end of that comment, he just thought to himself, nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> the next sentence is, Brilisco. I said, Italy's hot. <laughs> Feminist hero, me, Silvio Brilisconi. Brilisconi said he merely wanted to compliment Italian women. <laughs> Hell yeah, he did. <laughs> That's all I've ever wanted to do. I didn't want to be in construction. I didn't want to be in media. <laughs> I just want to catcall women all day long. <laughs> I want to live like common people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there was a woman uh, president of Finland. And so oh, Berlusconi yes, says, yes, I have to, yes, quote, yes. dust off my Playboy charms in order to, when I meet with her. <laughs> <laughs> also they could get the eu safety commission on food yeah yeah it was yeah it was for something that that's the best like uh comparison of like his mind his mind palace <laughs> like of his playboy adventures and it's like here's what i gotta do i gotta get them to yeah the the um <laughs> like the 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 eu should stop eating smoked reindeer they should start eating yeah like uh more ta- italian food cool, baby. let's go oh, yeah looks like i nailed the eu security food commission photoshop my head on the michael jordan today <laughs> <laughs> oh God, the most offensive yeah. person of all time he's the king <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh man, there's 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 so many of these. He got uh, hit in the face with a with a, like a marble statue of the Milan Cathedral, which I think is funny because yes. that's just like that you just see like hundreds of those in like the glass window of the tourist shop, and someone just grabbed one and threw it at him. That's that that that's Italian praxis. He was hospitalized for that. <laughs> it is a statue. He's so old. <laughs> Let me guess. He got fucking bopped in the head and just started seeing like like just sexy women just, <laughs> just spit around his head. Unfortunately, Berlusconi does work in the same way of like Dragon Ball Z rules where you hurt him and he comes back even stronger with new metallic <laughs> body parts. Yes. <laughs> he presses a button now and he can just harass young starlings. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god! The most unfortunate thing about this is that Silvio Berlusconi fucks so much. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe not the most unfortunate, but at least for me, the personally most unfortunate <laughs> thing is that through all of this, through all of this, just being a complete fucking scumbag. Yeah, this is this is this is it. This is when you have all the money and all the power, yeah. and have found a successful way to play the stagnation of Italy's like bureaucracy to your advantage yeah. so you never have to pay for any of your crimes then why would you stop committing crimes why would you not just get like millions of surgeries to make you more you know crime efficient <laughs> and then do, <laughs> do right do more crimes what if robocop was about messaging underage girls it's <laughs> <laughs> basically it because it's like the, the other the other side of this as well is it's like you know glancing through the wikipedia page and you know you see all the photos oh him shaking hands him shaking hands why is this uh female starlet from 2009 pictured she's clearly like 20 something (laughs) and it's 2009 and she's at the venice film festival why is she in venice you're not safe in this country go leave (laughs) oh but okay i i got an example of uh, speaking of his connections uh during his trial this ruby gate trial uh george clooney was put on the list of defense witnesses um, George Clooney, <laughs> well known sp- to spend a lot of his vacation time in Italy. Uh, Clooney said he only met Berlusconi once to sol- to solicit aid for Darfur. 
But I'm getting some strong Steven Pinker Epstein vibes here. Mr. Berlusconi, all these tan people are at risk. We have to do something. (laughs) (laughs) And then Silvio's just like, they're very tan, aren't they? And he's like, yes, please. (laughs) Please send us money, please. But that is kind of perfect, right? Because Epstein would get all the like, I'm going to get the smartest scientist, like Steven Pinker. And then Silvio Berlusconi's like, I watch Ocean's Eleven. I want George Clooney, the the only other man in the world who can charm women like me. (laughs) (laughs) I need them on my side. I mean, okay, I think the only... Again, I don't get how he's bad. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I mean, at the end of this, it's just... I mean, yeah. He's only bad in terms of everything he does. (laughs) His spirit is very beautiful. (laughs) If he didn't have $8 million, he didn't have any power, and he couldn't actually hurt or threaten anyone, then it would be kind of funny. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah if he was like uh you know not real if he was a cartoon character you saw and not a real guy if he was an impression I mean, a bit perhaps we made up right like <laughs> he is isn't he he isn't real yeah yeah this is just this is the continuation of yeah. the like suti roller that uh, yeah, yeah yeah no no exactly uh, rob this was talking like, the like literally like we searched in our mind palace we thought of the most racist stereotype of italy We've and we made it- european <laughs> politics into one giant leather electronic hip map exactly yeah. yeah like i i you know this is just a bit that we've been doing right like yeah. Silvio this isn't real. Is real he can't hurt you <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah I've, I've been meaning to tell you guys this new bit you've come up with this is just johnny bravo i feel like you need a new <laughs> idea <laughs> it's not gonna work it is, it, it is just johnny bravo running the nation of italy <laughs> <laughs> okay so i i have to i have to the last little thing i i i have to say about like weird uh, Berlusconi stuff is um, his foreign policy. So like Berlusconi, like Berlusconiism is like a thing. It's like a word in Italian politics for like his kind of insane politics. Because like yeah, he kind of like neoliberalized a lot of Italy, but simultaneously he kept like a lot of like um, you know safety net, like safety uh, security net programs in place. But he also had like this very strange foreign policy of like being incredibly Atlanticist because he's anti-communist. He like sides with America quite a lot. Very pro-Israel and stuff like that. But also considered the most Arab friendly like leader of Italy because he wanted to construct this like Mediterranean sphere of influence. Right. Where like Italy would be a big player in it, obviously, so would France and Spain. <laughs> but also that includes like the East Levant and, like, North Africa and stuff like that. He loved Gaddafi. Right. Actually, he tried to get uh, Ruby out of prison, uh, out of being, like, arrested when she was arrested for theft because they were he was afraid the police might know about it by saying that she was actually the daughter of, like, the president of Egypt at the time because that's how close he was to the Arab world. He was just like, oh, yeah, police, that's the daughter of the president of Egypt. Let her go. It's a <laughs> diplomatic incident. Yeah. So like, no, no, this is an underage girl you slept with. <laughs> no, we're pretty certain this is not Murek's daughter. Yeah. I mean, this that's a... a that's, yeah, go ahead. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I have a hard time imagining this guy actually doing anything political, despite the fact that he <laughs> is the president. Like, I, there's just this clear picture of him in front of the UN Security Council being like, please, there are many beautiful Arab women. You don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> please stop bombing them. They're so beautiful. Oh, my God. The way they yeah. wear a hat. 
<laughs> there is kind of a long uh, tradition in it- Italian politics of like a kind of yeah Arab ally or Mediterranean alliance kind of thing, and I think. Yeah, um, that's, it's the Rome. It's the Rome thing. Yeah, when we were in charge of the world. And that's yeah, how we yeah, yeah, yeah. Control the entire Mediterranean. But it is funny again with the Trump stuff, like because I don't think he read the fucking Green Book. I think he likes Gaddafi, <laughs> like Trump likes Putin, or like Kim Jong Un. They're like, yeah, I like this guy. Hey, come on, we can party. He's very nice to me. <laughs> so this kind of leads me to also the other aspect of this is while while being very Atlanticist, he also did these things that were contradictory, like the. The pro-Arab thing, like the like working with Arabic nations while also being very pro-Israel, was like this weird contradictory position he had, where like he would work with Lebanon while like Israeli special forces were like murdering all their politicians, and that was like, this weird contradiction. Similarly, he was a huge fan of the United States while being like quite like you know while supporting Al Qaeda. I know it's no, a hard. No, we've all been there. Like two thousand one, he made the comment being like nine eleven. Good, yeah, me Berlusconi. <laughs> <laughs> but like he was also like friendly with Putin to the extent that and I, I'm I have to I have to share this on Twitter again with you uh with with you Alex so you can see this. Putin to symbolize their friendship gifted Bertasconi bedsheets with him and Bertasconi on it, shaking hands. That's kinda cool. Okay. That uh <laughs> Bertasconi has in one of his guest villas which is where he had one of many of the numerous bunga bunga parties. Oh no, so that's also- not how you should do it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't make sheets look like that. You need a pattern. You can't just do one big picture. That looks like shit. Extremely low res photo of Putin. It's classy. <laughs> you're clipping through your top women. sheet. <laughs> This man has fucked more women than you have seen on this bed sheet. (laughs) With his robotic hip. Uh, Ladies, if you go home with him and he doesn't have a giant blown up picture of him shaking Vladimir Putin's hand. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm sorry, Rob. I'll I'll also share the picture with you (laughs) if you haven't seen this already. Because it is it is genuinely insane that this is a thing, and he just like tweets about it regularly. Whatever like stuff happens with Russia, hey, Mamma Mia, look at how good my fucking sheets look. <laughs> I'm sleeping good tonight. Oh yeah, oh yeah, baby. <laughs> oh, beautiful, beautiful. He's so cool. So that's um, that's just his foreign policy. Yeah. I felt the need to like mention that. <laughs> yeah, and I mean just to catch us up to present day. So what he gets kicked out? It's 2013. And after that point, he becomes much more, because again, the contradiction through all of this is that he's so Trump-like, but that he was from an earlier time where you're just openly neoliberal. Now he's kind of digging, he's kind of getting on the Eurosceptic stuff, talking about how bad Angela Merkel is and, you know, this kind of new wave uh, just to kind of follow the the vibe. And 2019, he's back. He is an elected member of the European Parliament. So, um, in the whole the like Ruby, yeah, in the whole Ruby Kate sta- thing, he has like taken the the case to the European High Court, which is the highest court possible he can take this to, uh, because basically all of Italy has sided against him. Um, but yes, it's, in the context of this, is there's been a huge rise of the far right in Italy. Italian politics is dire with the like Mussolini party is now the third largest party by popular support if polls poll polling aggregates are to be believed um 
So that's great. But like his party, Forza Italia, has dipped in the polls mainly because no one wants to vote for Forza Italia while he's like legally banned from being prime minister. Um, so they're just like, why would I vote for this party? So he's openly sided with La Lega, the racist Italian party that's so racist, it's racist against other Italians. And, <laughs> <laughs> like I said, Fratelli dell'Italia, which is the party of all of Mussolini's grandchildren, uh, who have his last name and very proudly put it on posters all across Italy when they're running for election. Uh, and that gets them votes. Mm. So... He's now gone to the European Parliament where he can sit and not break the law, but also while there have like huge diplomatic immunity for all the crimes he's committed. So yeah, now he has access to Brussels technology, which I'm assuming will just make his hip even faster and his skin even smoother to touch. He's uh, never dying. He's never There dying. is no end for this man. No, he will outlive us all. To, to return to my uh, original thesis... Uh, Berlusconi may be gone, but Berlusconi's swag is still... That's politics, baby. That's the politics we live under. The uh, man has had a ride of vibe. <laughs> I can read another uh, another bar from Bello Figo's song. Uh, I, I fuck... This is direct translation, uh, not my words. I fuck that pussy, I buy her an MP3 cash. I fuck that pussy, I buy her a PlayStation 3. Kai. Right. Did Italy just Swag get Berlusconi. MP3 players? <laughs> I think this song is from like 2013, like at the height of uh, the Berlusconi drama. Did we not have Spotify then? <laughs> Back then you wanted a PlayStation 3. Everyone did. <laughs> Berlusconi had them, and that was the only way to get them in Italy, to be Berlusconi. <laughs> Uh, another line <laughs> uh, I think I think this actually sums it up best uh, I jerk off while the pastor prays the president and country goes bad but who cares Silvio Berlusconi always wears a jacket always wears a tie money in my pocket pussy in my mind ah <laughs> that's the Berlusconi swag <laughs> that's Italian politics Berlusconi doing the soy face say what you will he always wears a jacket <laughs> yeah i don't know i think that's that's like a cultural thing i don't know what that i don't know what that means <laughs> man when he wears a jacket you know what that means he's in, like he's in armenia like okay so i got like i got a message from my wife recently uh of just like reminding that the police in rome like the police cars in rome are just lamborghinis like, very fancy lamborghinis with like poli- like police written on the side of them and like these yoked italians come out with like em- like fucking machine guns and you're just like what is this country you just you have so much style but you're also so evil yeah. <laughs> that's such a better use of a bloated police budget than like the suv tanks they should yeah. all be lamborghinis i support this <laughs> but it's just like oh also, no they like, Our, the, the, the guy we're pursuing went over a steep speed bump we can't assume <laughs> yeah no this car like, is so you'd be lucky crowd. if your fucking fucking squad car just like turns on that day <laughs> yeah instead it's of awesome. like all the like drone technology and the tanks the u.s police have they're like we all have like i don't know gucci belts and stuff and like we don't have the guns are just just small pistols every like. police officer in rome and milan is dressed like a north african dictator <laughs> 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 like so like one of the emirates yeah. just so much armani so much gucci just a yeah. small caribbean nation's wealth worth an of entire snakeskin uniform <laughs> yeah. 
you know, and then the fucking like SWAT team of Italy just has like Gucci tracksuits. <laughs> awesome, it, Gucci, but when you need to do stuff. <laughs> if if you will indulge me, one one little uh, theoretical aside, uh, I mentioned the Berlusconi cool. swag, but I would be remiss if I didn't point out one of my favorite writers, uh, Guy Debord, famously wrote Society of Spectacle in the '60s, and he wrote a very small update in 1989, right before the Soviet Union fell. And Watch he, out for and bunga, he, bunga, he bunga. literally said uh, the new. So in the past, there was the, he called it the concentrated and diffuse spectacle, which was the uh, like Soviet Union kind of totalitarian and uh, diffuse like American capitalist versions. And he says, the new spectacle is the integrated spectacle that takes versions of both as necessary. And he says it's being pioneered in France and Italy. And I feel like Berlusconi is exactly what he was talking about. Uh, it's a... You know, a, a country that has a long, the, that has had an important union, Stalinist party, a weak democratic tradition, a long monopoly of power enjoyed by a single party of government, and the need to eliminate an unexpected upsurge in revolutionary activity. And the fruitful union of the two has learned to employ both these qualities on a grander scale. And yeah, I feel like he was talking about uh, Berlusconi when I read that. The new spectacle is 13 models slowly parading beneath a disco ball. <laughs> They're on roller skates. Silvio Berlusconi comes out. And you don't know how, but you viewing this has paid for his new hipster yeah. <laughs> shirt undone as low as it possibly can, oh, but yet yeah. it's still socially acceptable. Like, I, I come from a proud Irish tradition of, like, I will unbutton my second button when I have had four Guinnesses and oh, and not a moment sooner. But Italy is just wild being like, we will button up one button. You will see all the hair on my chest exactly. <laughs> as I yeah. harass everyone around me. It's exactly. two different approaches yeah. to Catholicism. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's two interpretations of the text. One button undone or one button done. It's, it's, it was different in the original Hebrew and Aramaic. It was, it was very hard to translate. <laughs> All right, well, th all right. that's all I got. <laughs> yeah, I think that is the end of this week's Corner Spatey. It has been a wild ride about a man that probably needed two or four episodes on, but fuck it, we've done it, and we'll probably come back to him. Yeah, I, I'm still, I'm, I mean, was... You love him. Now. I love him, yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have no other way of putting it. That's yeah, what this episode I mean... was supposed to do, is get you on his <laughs> yeah. side. He makes he makes the most sense of a country that makes no sense. Mm, yeah, yeah, it's the best explainer for the insane politics. Yeah, it is. I mean, an old horny dude who runs everything is exactly how he imagined Italy. Italy, yeah, yeah. The 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 scandals just make it a little spicier. That's all. Is he like not fit for the job? I would never say that. <laughs> as a proud Italian, I never fucking say that Silvio Berlusconi. I voted not fit for, for him the job. three times. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, he is the closest you would get to like Kim Jong Un level of personality worship of just like photos at the front of every classroom. Of him. <laughs> <laughs> like, say what you will of Lukashenko in Belarus. I think that's actually Italy is the closest to. This. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and with that, that's been this week's Corner Spady. I'd like to thank Alex for coming on. Alex, do you have any plugs? Thank you. I learned so much. Uh, you can follow <laughs> me on Twitter at Patak Jokes, which is P-T-A-K. Jokes, I'm sorry for Polish words. 
Um, Where you're going to get so many of our fans correcting you on how to pronounce your own name. <laughs> um, go ahead, send me a message. I won't understand. Uh, you can listen to Pod Dame America or Ballin' Out Super if you like politics or a postmodern deconstruction of the show Dragon Ball Z Kai. Your, <laughs> your two favorite passions. And uh, I might have more stuff coming out soon, so watch the Twitter. Ooh. Yes, I want to. I want to shout out particularly. Um, oh, I'd like to welcome Alex to the Bunga Bunga cast. Uh, no, <laughs> not to be confused with Alf Hey Bunga Bunga. Uh, this is just two guys hanging out talking about broads. You know, <laughs> the whole podcast is term. just like you should have seen her. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> my eyes flew out of my chest. <laughs> Wait, what? Hang on. I'm very tired, and I've had three Thai beers. <laughs> <laughs> all right and uh with that do check out all of alex's stuff on twitter his podcast i really enjoyed the police anime that you made recently that was wonderful thank um, you it's my king lear it's my quarantine <laughs> product many are saying it <laughs> yes i've heard this I've it's heard up this. there with my other hit uh radio production pedophile high school <laughs> <laughs> we can't legally promote that in the nation of Germany, but sure, yeah, go on. <laughs> you mean you mean to fight? No, fuck off. You mean to tell me that a country that then just literally had a fucking pedophile ring that then came out of the fucking Max Planck Institute mm. that everyone knew yeah. can't fucking take pedophile high school <laughs> as you know a serious piece of art? <laughs> you know, now that I've uh, had time to receive some feedback on that one, I have no regrets except maybe the aggressive name choice. So check that one out too. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the ball that super feed. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And with that, we will see all of you next week. Bye-bye. Peace Bye. out, everyone. Bongo, bongo.